1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is Rugby League folks, have a look at it, links up with Terry Evans, it's still on for Manley, away from Hess, kicks in field, look who's there, Tom Tra- there. Good my goodness! Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW, I am your host Tim Williams. Here to preview round 10 of the NRL Supercoach season, Magic Round, an absolute belter lined up for Brizzy. However, there's a bloody lot of rain coming, so that is going to have a massive implication on our Supercoach decisions. Uh, got a bit of a dream team back on tonight. We've got a fella whose name I can't mention because uh, it's a little bit explicit who comments on the on the SoundCloud stream, but good fella and has been harassing me to get this pair back on. So we've delivered. It's 2019 NRL a team in Desi Creek, who's also sporting a Himalaya Olakuatu mullet. Desi, how are you, mate?
1: Yeah, going well, Timmy. Um, yeah, magic round this week, heading up for it. But as you mentioned, uh, the weather forecast doesn't look the best, but, you know, have to make do. Um, also pretty happy to say I moved up into the top thousand this week, um, scored 1364, uh, thanks cool. to new recruit, Mr. Harry Grant, who now averages 130 for me. And yeah, obviously some guns like Tedesco fired as well. So yeah, pretty stoked.
2: Yeah, you're welcome on that one, mate. Two weeks. Are you trying to tell us that it was an, it was an easy antipod on Harry Grant? because he wouldn't go big. And myself and uh, myself and a few others told you you were dreaming, mate.
1: Yep, yep. You know, one of the great tools in Supercoach is just to know when you're wrong, admit it, and buy the player.
2: That's it, mate. All good super coaches have to take a bit of advice from those around. Also joining us uh, after a few weeks out of action, it's the high-flying Supercoach Spy. Spy, how are you, mate?
0: Mate, not flying as high after last weekend, but uh, not, I sort of got out of what I would call a near disaster. It all started Friday night when I thought Nathan Clear was going to tear apart the Eels at Blue Bet Stadium. And, gee, they contained him well and good on the Eels for that win. It's good for rugby league, uh, not as good for my supercoach side. But <laughs> it was just one of them weekends. Nothing really went my way until Saturday night when Chris – I was actually watching a movie and I had it just sneakily on my phone because I was trying to be good. And Chris Randall crashed over and I erupted. So that was good. And then Harry Grant and Munster – tore up how good are they uh and thankfully pappy it sucks he got hurt but um just purely super coach wise he could have scored a million and just put me right out of out of the ballpark for last weekend so he went off and i ended up only dropping from 1000 to two thousandth. and we know how quickly that can all change so i think if that can be my worst weekend of the year that would be a result but obviously a long way to go but see if we get back on track this weekend boys
2: that pappy injury, mate, for a bloke who didn't have a lot of luck on the weekend, that was an absolute godsend because he could have scored a million, as you said. Uh, he was my skipper. The old Cooma Stallions, we had a shocker, to be honest. Desi towed me up. I scored 1,200 points, dropped a 1,000 spots into 1,800th overall. So still well-placed, just one of them weeks where anyone who has a low game in in my side uh, just didn't deliver. Katoni Staggs, Xavier Coates, Jai had a stinker. Thankfully, that was with bringing in Nico Hines. So without that, I'd be nearly throwing in the towel. Um, Today's show, it's a bi-planning special. We've been spruking it for a few weeks. We've been waiting for the spy who, as I said last week, he's got his bi-planning schedule for next season, let alone this season locked and ready to go. So we'll be hooking into all things bi-planning over that origin period. The major team news, as usual, a few hot topics, our round 10 trades and skipper plans, Uh, and wrapping up with some listener questions. Guys, do us a favour and jump onto to Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to the SC Playbook podcast and subscribe and rate us. Uh, it took me 104 episodes now to ask that, but apparently it's an important thing to do for podcasters, so I thought I'd better uh, join the crowd and ask you to do that if you get a chance. It'd be much appreciated. <clears throat> I'm going to start with the forecast for Magic Round before we get into team news because it is crook. Massive rain up in Brizzy today. Wednesday, 35 to 60 mils of rain. Thursday, 30 to 45 mils. Friday, 20 to 45 mils. Saturday, 3 to 15. Sunday, a bit better, 1 to 4 mils. Um, For context, for anyone who doesn't know anything about rain and millimeters, that is a shitload of water. So uh, with eight games we played on Suncorp Stadium, this will have a big impact on what we do in our trades this week. Guys, firstly, let's get stuck into the major team news. And Desi Benny I believe, is the most traded in player this week. Near bottom dollar, negative fifty-one, break-even. What are your thoughts on him, mate? Because I'm I'm in two minds with him. I he looks a pretty foolproof uh, trade in, but with Morgan Harper lurking on the bench, maybe Brad Parker back in the next few weeks. For a bloke who can easily switch to the bench and play a 10-minute role, there's some red flags. What are you doing with him?
1: I'm buying him straight up. I don't care about the red flags. If your name's Drobojevic, you're in my team this (laughs) week. Burbo and Turbo, straight in for me. Um, Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's obvious Mm -hmm. concerns he might not play the bye even, or he might just be, you know, 20, 30 points in the bye, which is fine, but I think he's going to make huge amounts of money.
2: Mm, Mmm, it's like, it's a very similar situation to Isaiah Tass, who we'll get to later, but has been dropped by South Sydney last week, who loomed as a must-have with his break-even in a good manly side, uh, and then, sorry, a good South Sydney side. Now he's gone. Burbo is probably even more risky because of the fact that he can play off the bench, whereas Isaiah Tass, he has this season, but he's, you know, he's a centre, and a centre only. I'm... At this stage, I'm avoiding um, because I'm happy with my cash generation. But, you know, you could be 350 k in the blink of an eye and be a good round 13 number. Spy, what are your thoughts on Benny Turbo? Mate,
0: this has kept me up all night. (laughs) Um, I I was doing some planning last night for the buy and just prepping for the pod in my article this week. And it got to the end of it. I'm like, do I want Benny Trojevic? I've done a lot of cash generation already this season. uh, And my issue has got nothing really to do with, Benny himself, because he'll make some money over the next couple of weeks. He pro- Even if he scores a couple of 25 to 30s, he'll make 100k, which isn't too bad. Um, but I mean, with the flooding this week, I think they then play Parramatta who who can obviously step up and after a good win last week, then they have Melbourne. Uh, and the big thing is play- he's playing in the centres now. If he's in the back row, I'd be less concerned because he, he'd get through his work, then he'd get going and, and whatnot. But It's the trade factor. That's the big one. So if I bring him in, I'm using a trade I wouldn't have planned and I don't need to do. Uh, And then if he gets dropped, for example, I'd probably need to trade him again or have a wasted player there. I could have a bloke on the bench with an auto emergency sort of nightmare setup. On the flip side, he could average 50 or 60 and make the easiest three, 400K of your life, play the buy, kill it. His uh, dual position, so it's like, crikey, this is a tough decision. And the issue I have, once I went through the buy planning, and this happens every year, you realise how minimal trades we actually have. I know we've got a couple more this year, but if you want to properly buy plan, get guys in, then get some origin guys back, you you always find yourself short at the end of the year if you have a proper crack. That's just a fact. So those one or two extra trades could be so, so valuable. Uh, later in the season, I'm completely torn because we've seen the downside there, but we've seen the upside. Uh, which way it goes, I don't know. But um, what a tricky one, boys, hey?
2: It's a tough one, mate. There's serious job good issues. And I hate to uh, be the devil's advocate and uh, spoil the party for Burbo. He was awesome in attack last week. He got found out in defence a couple of times. He went... There was a try that went straight through him where he held off onto a lungy there that was end up being called forward. Uh, I think he got... St- here, the, the try from dummy half, Joe off and which he dived at the legs. For, for the record, I don't think it was a try anyway, but Benny didn't do a lot there. I think Campbell Graham stood him up a couple of times the week prior. So, as good as he was in the tank, he's still a young fella learning his trade. There are other options and players coming back. So, there's red flags, Spy.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna mention the Campbell Graham thing as well, which you just touched on. He he gave him a bath the week before in limited minutes. Campbell Graham's a gun, of course, but he didn't touch him a couple of times. Uh so he's a young defender, man that yeah. would need to be winning ball games. And look, they Brad Parker's super reliable out there. He you know what you get from him, he's a hard decoy runner, he'll he'll get the tough carries he can defend. So does he keep his spot? I'm just not so sure. Um but as I said, if he does, you absolutely cheering all the way to the bank, but but one to watch and one to make a call on this week. That's the thing. It has to be this week. So uh, I still don't have my answer, but it's something I ponder leading into the mm. weekend.
2: Josh Schuster named on the extended bench for Manly after missing last week's game. Uh, chance to come back this week, but we'll wait and see. I think we'll get to him in the buy planning discussion. Paying has back for the Broncos. Not too much to go into there, but owners will be very relieved to see his name. Desi, Tohu Harris named for the Warriors. Not only named, he's been named to start round 13 coverage. He'll be a very close watch, won't
1: he? Yeah, I think uh, you could probably make the call next week or the week after on Tohu. Just see if he gets through the 80 minutes. Um, We saw, you know, with Cleary returning from injury this year that sometimes players aren't at their best instantly when they're returning. So, yeah, definitely one to watch. But if he's going well, certainly he'll be... A number for pretty much every team.
2: Spy, what are your thoughts on Torhu, mate?
0: Just one on Torhu, and it's it's a fantasy sport rule that you try not to bring blokes in after an ACL. The only thing going for Torhu is he's not a speed athlete that's relying on that on that pace around the paddock, so he can still get through his work, uh, his offloads and the like, but certainly don't jump on straight away. We need to see how his minutes are, how he looks, um, but just be aware that people do obviously come back slower from ACLs from a sort of performance athletic athletic performance perspective, uh, which could be tricky. But, yeah, one to watch. He can play the game.
2: Desi, as mentioned before, Isaiah Tass dropped. Uh, if I I dodged a little bit of a bullet there. Um, lots jumped on last week. As I said, probably a good thing he's not on the bench because that would stunt his cash growth, provided he gets a run again at some stage. There's still some decent money there to be made. So you'd imagine he's a hold. The big one there who flopped last week is Jai Arrow, mate. Cam Murray gone for what sounds like three or four weeks uh, with a, I think it's a neck injury. Jai Arrow, who I had on the chopping block and still do before round 13, to be fair, he moves to lock. Uh, how do you think this move impacts his super coach output?
1: Yeah, I think Arrow moving to lock is a, probably a good thing. Um, we don't know his minutes there, but he should probably take up a lot of the tackling from Cam Murray. You'd expect. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's a tackle machine, Jairo. Um, but if he gets the offloads and the tackle <laughs> busting going, uh, I wouldn't be rushing to sell him.
2: Mm, I like it, mate. I, I think he'll get through well more work there. He'll play similar enough minutes to, to maybe not the 65 70 we're hoping for, but even if he can play 60 to 65, he's going to get through a mountain of work. Um, you know, we were sitting sitting on the edge there and didn't get through as much work. We were waiting for an attacking stat. That just didn't happen. Uh, doesn't matter. Now, a bloke I was looking to move on sooner rather than later. I'm kind of now thinking, all right, maybe he can get me through to sort around 12, 13 and just hold a spot. I wasn't going to play him in my side this week, but now with that move and the injury to Cam Murray, with the wet in Brizzy, uh, I think I might lock him in and play him ahead of someone like Isaac Tago. That's also one for Hot topics. sit V starts this week is very difficult. There's some tough ones, particularly down at CT Dub. Uh, We'll chat about that a little bit later. At the Titans, Jaden Campbell back. AJ Brimson to the halves. Greg Marju, Corey Thompson drop for Philip Sammy and Philip Asa- uh, Jermaine Asako, should I say. How good am I going? Um, side note, just no love for poor old Corey Thompson. I know he's a gun, but Supercoach are relevant. Anyway, Essan Masters, blast from the past Supercoach wise He's in, Patrick Herbert out. The Titans do play round 13, so one to monitor there. Uh, but again, not overly significant Supercoach changes. Spy, Nico, Hines... For fullback with Will Kennedy out for a few weeks. Will this help or hinder his supercoach output?
0: Providing he still has the kicking game for the Sharks, which I imagine he would, it's magnificent.
1: He can yeah. chime
0: in where he wants. He'll still play the structures in attack similar to what he did in the halves based on last week. Uh, he It looked like he was defending at fullback, kick returns and all the rest, then chiming in as per normal um, when they get in the attacking zone and all the rest. Uh, as long as he's still kicking for repeat sets and all the rest. They want him having, having his hands on the ball. That performance on Sunday, boys, unbelievable. It was just like a true clinic, definition of the word clinic. He did everything. Sharks was so impressive. So I think get excited, Sharks fans. That they're looking really good. But Nico's just, he's just a boss, isn't he?
2: Oh, oath, mate. Jeez, I was relieved to get him in last week. I wrote in my team's analysis article today or this afternoon. Uh, just a little lesson and one that sort of, I've stuck with for a fair while don't ever hesitate to sell a cheapie who's got more cash to be made when you're getting in a gun so I pulled the trigger on Blake Taff last week despite clear more money to be made for Nico Hines um, who was actually set to probably drop in value and Nico pumped out 185 and basically saved my week from being abysmal. So uh, if there that is, is that sort of situation, going early on cheapies is not a bad thing to do when you're getting rid of them, that is. Desi, the last one, Connor Watson at the Roosters name to return, starting at hooker in place of the luckless Sam Verrills. I suspect Drew Hutchinson will probably start and play that first 20-odd minutes like he did earlier in the season. Connor will come on and play 55-60. Is he a buy target uh, with the Roosters playing around 13?
1: Um, Yeah, I I suppose he is. Um, It just just depends what Connor Watson comes out and plays, really. Um, But yeah, if he gets his running game going um, and he does get 60 minutes of hooker, I'll certainly consider him. But he's definitely not in my top five buy options. Hmm. Yeah,
2: close monitor in coming weeks. But with the Roosters' brutal draw that we'll get to a little bit later, uh, just to watch for now and see what he can dish out. Guys, the SC Playbook podcast is brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial, and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase to the lowest rate for your refinance, give them a call on 2 1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session. That is outstanding. We had the boys on last week. Great to have them. coach weapons they are. Paddy's pod for the week was going early on Ruben Garrick, who tunned up. So good stuff from the lads there. Hey, let's get stuck into some origin prep. It's a, a big one, and I want to start with the note to say that uh, for people sort of new to Supercoach, we're we're primarily talking to overall players here. Head-to-head players can take a little bit of a different approach to buy planning in the, in the origin period. If in round thirteen and seventeen, those two major bye weeks, you're short on numbers and you need to cop a loss, don't chop and change your team to try and get a head head win there. Focus on getting your best seventeen together for the head head finals at the back end of the season, and it'll be you know saving a few trades. Far more important for overall players, though, it's massive. It's a massive opportunity to to climb ranks, uh, and and to it's a it's the moving time of the supercoach season. As experienced supercoaches will know. We're going to go through it in depth. Uh, Spy, I'm going to start with you, mate. I'll also touch on, I did confirm with the great man Tommy Sankster, two trades every week, obviously, with the option to go a boost and use a third trade. For round 13 and round 17, you actually get three trades without using a boost. If you choose to use a boost on round 13 or 17, that allows you four trades. So take that into consideration because it's pretty handy knowledge to have. Spy, what is your general strategy heading into the buy period? How hard are you going to go for max players? Are you happy for a balance of guns and cheapies? Um, what's your general guide before we get into a few specific targets,
0: Mate, I think well, I don't think I know. I'm going to try and get good players. It's um, been years That's where you try and in yeah yeah. But like no, when I say good, good yeah, what a, what a strategy? Groundbreaking <laughs> stuff here from the spy. Um, no good players in terms of quality. They might be worth some money. I don't really want to grab guys who are cheapies maybe worth $250, two fifty, three hundred unless I think they can produce. Whereas in other seasons I may have gone maybe taken a few extra trades on guys that might produce me a twenty five or thirty. I just think it's a waste. I'm gonna go hard hard as I can on guys that are just genuine quality. Um pretty broad, but if just quickly in terms of teams, we'll, we'll get... Oh, I'll say it right now. The Roosters have the toughest run. Uh, let <laughs> me just find it here. So for blokes like Teddy, who also has Orijan, I know we're talking biplaning, but guys like Manu, Suwali, these sort of guys, this is the Roosters draw, and I've totally lost it. Where is it? <laughs> uh Chooks, bear with me a moment.
2: Oh, mate, I've got it here. They've got the... So this week... Parramatta at Suncorp into Penrith into the Sharks. Round 13, when you know Ted, you'll have the bye, but in terms of your Suwalis, Manus, etc. The Raiders in round 13, following Origin One, they have the Storm, the Eels, the Panthers, and then the bye. Spy, by you like that is that's ridiculous, that draw, isn't it? And it's, a, it's enough to turn you away from a lot of their contingent. That's horrific. And even the Raiders will be.
0: Despite everything this year, they're having a crack and they may improve. You lose Teddy. Um, How are they going to go that day even? So I'm pretty off Roosters players. I think Manly have it a little bit tough as well at times. However, they do have the Warriors in round 13. So they've been pretty leaky of late. So I don't mind targeting a few manly guys, but you don't have to do it straight away. So someone like Garrick, who I was going to grab last week, but went to to 2 instead, which worked out fine with his break even. Uh, Now I'm sort of reassessing with that rain and the couple of weeks ahead, I might not grab Garrick just yet. Mm. Um, Maybe I do just bring him in for round 13 and then keep him for the season um, with a few weeks ahead. You'll find a lot of the sides who you'd like to target have pretty tough draws. Um, Yeah. And we might move forward now. You can ask some specific questions or however we're going to attack it. But the big one for me that stood out was how hard it is for the Chooks. And I might end up grabbing none of them potentially.
2: Yeah. Well, my my general sort of strategy at the moment is I, I like to try and within reason, you know, get as many players for 13 and 17 as I can the fact that I've saved trades so far this season and only used the one boost allows me to do that a little bit better. I've been, you know, prepping very much for this period. Uh, because you said, Spy, that a lot of the teams we would be targeting, particularly the better sides, have really hard draws, like say round 10, 11, 12, particularly 11 and 12. That round 13 where we can boost and use a fourth trade, I'm thinking of just waiting, not waiting, but saving my next boost for there, using four trades there because it also gives us another look at origin players, guys that may or may not get selected. The one on top of Miles is Reuben Cotter, who I want, but there's an origin threat there. So, you know, he's a guy among others, you know, Liam Martin, who I think will probably play origin. But, you know, if we hold him through to there, could he be a hold? So I'm sort of thinking that I currently have eight players for round 13, the way I see it, I've got maximum eight trades between now and then, after this week, that is, sorry, um, because I, we'll get to it later, but the two players I'm trading in aren't playing, uh, won't be playing round 13. So with eight players, if I use eight trades from next week through to round 13, it gives me an option for a maximum 16 players. But, you know, if it's 13 or 14, uh, I'd be happy with that as well, Spy.
0: Interesting you say that because I'm not – much of a fan of the first by players I much prefer the second by players mm. so at this stage and I sat down last night and did a, basically a plan of what I think it could lay out to be and then from there you just got to be so flexible because teams are changing origin numbers origin squads to come It actually looks to me as I might even just run like 10 or 11, but decent dudes in the first buy round and then try and get like 16 or 17 potentially for the second buy week who I can then hold for the run home, which just saves trades. It's like a double play there. You bring someone in who you don't have to trade out. Whereas if you get a heap for the first buy, then you then have to trade a few of them for the second buy. So you're accumulating trades, their usage. So I'm going to go pretty hard on the second buy, uh, and then I can hold a lot of those guys for the run home. Uh, that's where I'm at at the moment, and it could change as we go. But I may only use two or three trades leading into that first buy from here. We'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, well, I perhaps one of my trades this week, so you know that's certainly with an eye towards the next buy. Uh, poor old Des getting pneumonia over there. He hasn't spoken that long, <laughs> mate. What's your What's your general uh, approach to the the buy period?
1: No, it's always good to just sit and listen to you boys sometimes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I'm going to be fairly conservative um, as well. I'm, I'm kind of with the spy on that one. Um, that's not to say I won't be using, like, the trade boosts or whatever, but, um, yeah, just using for an extra player. Um, yeah, especially when you already get three during the, the buy rounds now. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably just not worth using the trade boosts over that entire period and saving them um, post-second buy. That's kind of the strategy I'm looking at now. Um, yeah, And kind of only three to four sort of gun players for each by round. Um, I think this one is Ruben Garrick, um, Tavita Pangai, Joey Manu, Jason Tambalola. They're kind of the dudes I'm looking at mm. who you need 100-plus ceilings um, if they're going to come into consideration that you're going hold all the way through that period because you don't want to bring them in just for this round and then trade them out in a couple of rounds. So um, Yeah, and then guys I'm holding on to, um, guys like Suwali, uh, Max Starling, uh, Tom Starling, sorry, uh, Max King, um, the two Penrith boys, two Manly boys as well, Tupolodu and Kula. Um, just happy to sit on my hands, um, play sit or start roulette. Um, I think that's what everyone's going to do this week on a couple of those. Ooh, yeah, um, yeah, and then guys to avoid, I- I'm kind of happy to avoid more Roosters players, as Spice said, Sammy Walker, just kind of no interest there. Um, but yeah, all eight teams When you go through them, they're either decimated by origin players or, you know, you just don't even know if the favorite's going to win. So, yeah, round 13, total sacrifice for me. All eyes on the second buy round.
2: There you go. So Desi and the Spy taking a similar sort of approach there. TPJ is one you mentioned and another one that I'm kind of sitting there going, he's a round 13 buy for me. I know I say it most weeks with TPJ, but injury, suspension, history, I'm just like, I just want to get him round 13, Like, provided I still want him and just wait on that one. Uh, Spy, who are your targets? You know that your targets for around thirteen in particular, level more so, and then I suppose the guys you're looking to hold through that period. Desi just mentioned guys like Tommy Starling, the Penrith boys. He'd be meaning T- Talia May, at Tago. Um, you know, Tago Starling blokes who normally you would be selling, and head to head players they can look to sell, but they're a valuable number for thirteen. Uh, who are the blokes on your hit list, mate?
0: Yeah, I'll run you through it exactly, and I think Des makes an important point. Holding those blokes who you already own are critical for numbers because, A, you don't have to use a trade to get them, which is going to be so important, trust me. You're going to run out. You do every year. Um, And the other thing is, like, someone like Tago, yeah, he's not going fantastic at the moment, but he only needs one good score to generate that cash again, and he could come out and score 80 or 90 during the bye week, which is just brilliant. And, yeah, sure, he could just –
2: sorry, you go? Just on Tago to stop you there. We're also we should also have enough depth in our squads now that you don't have to necessarily play him in your seventeen if you don't want. Like, it's not the end of the world. That's it as well. Um, but I'll run you through what I've got here. So
0: the first buy, as it stands, I'd hold J- Jason Tamalolo, Taylan May, of course, Tago. I've already got Pengai. uh Hold Maxi King for sure. Got Olakawatu, Kawatu, to. Valaya is one that I may not even hold because the Warriors is in all sorts, but that's someone who I could sell for the right reasons. Um, I'll then get Garrick. I really want Schuster as long as he can prove his fitness. I think he could be a nice trade from Pappy actually, who we'll get to in a minute because that's hard work deciding what to do there. Um, And that gives me like 10 or 11. And the beauty of that is I'll have trades up my sleeve. If a couple of guys pop up, in those final couple of weeks who so I go, these are good. I can happily jump on and turn that into 12-14. Um, but I'll just run some names who I'm targeting for the second buy who really good to have and they can be keepers. You can bring Pappenhausen back. You may not play Origin. Bikes like Ken McKinnis. You can hold Hines, Talakai. Um, Randall's been going really well. So if he keeps up playing 80, yeah. I, can, I can just hold him rather than using those couple of trades to... Get a little bit more. Um, Kaloa Matungi, Campbell Graham. If you miss his origin, um, even someone like Lockie Ilias, if you you can not play him all the time, if you need be, and just play him on a couple of good matchups, I think he's getting better. So don't write him off just yet. But if there's no one good to go to. Someone like that could be a handy second by player and then you can move him on later or just hold him as backup. <clears throat> uh, but there's blokes like Dylan Brown, Sean Russell might come back, Panasini, Papalihi, Carrigan, Tony Stags. St. George boys like Lomax, Bird, these sort of fellas. Mm. There's a lot of names there in the second buy where you can go, I'd be happy with those in my side. I'd be happy to keep them. So that's what I think is good. But the first buy, if you still get 10 guys who are good players, you can still go, all right. But it's really interesting. And others might have different strategies, which is fine.
2: Yeah, for sure, mate. No, all good shouts there. And it uh, sort of got me thinking. And, and my plan for a while has been to have hopefully three boosts to use between round 14 and 17 just to maximize these trades. So, you know, as I said, maybe 12 or 13 is a better and more more realistic uh, number for round 13 to give you a stronger side going into A17, but more so the back end of the season, uh, so, which is so, so important. Uh, I'm all, The more we talk about the Roosters and that draw, like – um, people probably smash me for being a hypocrite, but I think I mentioned Joey Manu was right up there on my hit list last week when we we touched on a few names. But guys like Sammy Walker, Joey Manu, who I was a little bit keen on, now I'm just like, I don't think I can go near him with with that sort of draw coming up. Um, Joseph Suwali, who people are sort of saying, oh, what a great buy he is this week. Yeah, he'll make money, but he could easily pump out a 20 and a 20 with upcoming draw that they have. So just being a void of Roosters plays just about for me at the moment. Uh, Desi, anything to add around uh, buy planning and, and targets, that sort of thing?
1: Um, Well, I yeah, I kind of just had my rankings there. Ruben Garrick is number one, I think. Um, you have to have Garrick. We saw that he could go like 200. Mm. Um, even with Manly's terrible draw, you know, at, at fullback, same as Joey Manu, I'm actually I'm a bit less um, hesitant against... Those two, two players just because I think they're kind of fixture, pu- fixture proof a little bit over that period. Joey Manu, he could take the game on, you know, against, um, top dogs. He just runs the ball 30 times a game, you know? Yeah. So, and Garrick, Garrick could do something similar, less, less so, but I think Joey Manu is definitely <laughs> coming in for me at some stage.
2: Desi, R- Rubes, Garrick, uh, in the, in what looks like to be a very bad game against the Broncos this week. Then Parramatta at Parramatta, Melbourne at Melbourne. Would you be happy to go him now or is he one you'd wait on until that round 13?
1: I think you can wait on Garrick, like I said, but Joey Manu, I'm I'm really interested in, in him. Um, I just think he's looking stellar and he'll keep scoring tries and that, that's simply all you need from Joey Manu.
2: Spyman, anything to add uh, around origin by planning? Mate, just on Manu...
0: My first disagreement with Desi, you beauty, is I do want him for round 13, but I don't want him until then. I'm happy just to let him play center in these wet or tricky matchups. And I'd be very happy to bring Joey Manu in with one of my trades. On round 13, he'll play mm. fullback, you'd assume, against the Raiders. He could pump out 100, 150, uh, and you take that all the way to the bank. So, But I'm happy to wait, and there's no rush on Manu, but there's no reason you can't bring him in for that buy, and then reassess from there if you want to get rid of him after to a round 17 guy.
2: Mm, yeah. With a break of 115 games against Para Penrith Sharkies, uh, he's a wait for me as well. But as Desi said, he's, I don't know if he's... Fixture proof as as some other fixture proof guys that we talk about in Super Coach, but um, you know I'm, I'm happy to wait to thirteen as well on that one, uh, fellas. Let's wrap up that one. Look, put it this way, we're going to be speaking about origin and buyer planning very often from now between now and round thirteen, anyway. So hopefully that's helped getting your head around it a little bit uh, going into that, and and helps you with your your planning for that side of things, boys. A few hot topics to jump into and. The one that is on the lips of everyone this week, and it's bloody hard, Um, so many of the questions that came in on socials this week were around Ryan Pappenhausen, gone for, uh, I believe, four to six weeks, long enough to sell, uh, one would assume. What are our plans with him? Who are we moving to? Spy, I'll start with you because I know you think there's an alternative to selling potentially.
0: Yeah, there was more of an alternative to, I saw, four to six weeks, about an hour yeah, again. Yeah. It was three <laughs> to four originally, and then it was four to six, so. Yeah, because the thing was, I was thinking, initially, I just went to have a look at a trade, right? And I'm like, oh, Papi can go to anyone. Then I'm like, well, there's not that many good, high-quality targets that I don't already own, at least, um, leading into that first buy. There might be some origin guys in that. I don't really want to, want to bring them in. Turbo seems the obvious one, but with Manly's upcoming three weeks, and then Turbo... I'll just find my notes here, but this is what I've got on Turbo. He won't play the Warriors in the bye week, but this is what they do. They have Brisbane in possible flooding conditions, Parramatta, Melbourne. Then he doesn't play the Warriors. He may not play the Tigers backing up after Origin. On the Sunday? Got, yeah, on the Sunday. He may. Day. He yeah. may, but they may be conservative. They okay. then play the Cowboys and Melbourne. Then he won't play again. Then he probably doesn't back up from Origin again, when I say probably, he may not. So I was like, I don't want to spend 900K on turbo, especially if it was yeah. dry in Brisbane this week, I would with that weather. And let's be honest, he's playing some solid footy, but he's not looking like, he looks sharp, but he's not killing it right now. Uh, and with that weather, it's only going to make it harder. Brisbane's defense has been pretty good. So... I immediately went, I don't really want Turbo. Then I went through guys who I wanted, and I'm like, I don't know who I want. So I'm going to sit on Pappy this week, just assess my options. Uh, I wouldn't mind bringing someone in like Schuster um, leading into that bye as long as he's healthy. But I guess if you look at Pappenhausen, he'll miss this week, no doubt. He then misses the two weeks leading into Origin 1. He may only miss three matches because they've got a buy in round 14. Mm potentially he misses three yeah. matches and you can save two trades by holding him. So all I would suggest is don't just sell him for no reason. You talk about having 900k on your bench, but if you can't get anyone good out of that, you might be able to get a get someone by trading another player. So just keep that in mind. In saying that, I'll still be looking to sell him next week for the right option. Um, and then the other thing to bear in mind is you still need to get him back when he returns. Anyone who can jump straight back on him or against an easy matchup at Amy Park, that could be 200 points. And if everyone bolsters their side and picks up all these guns or or sort of strengthens positions elsewhere, they'll go, Oh shit, how am I gonna get, get back to Pappy? I'm gonna to have to drop a gun and then get Pappy back. It might not be that easy. Just have a little plan around that. Um, but I just don't think it's as straightforward as just like for like gun swap, just given Manley's draw and the weather. Uh, but it's an interesting one. I'm not against Turbo, of course, but the way he's going, he could drop another hundred and fifty K and then that draw and origin he won't be around all the time. It's a big I one. Know.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's fair, mate. I, um, I'm um, i so on the fence with that. I'm keen to get Desi's thoughts because I know he's a little bit more keen. And I mean, his team is named Turbo Urvo, so to be somewhat obliged to do that as a Manly fan. Uh, Desi, are you getting him in this week?
1: Yeah, I sure am. Um, obviously, Spy's got good points. Um, his concerns are warranted over potentially not backing up and it's a tough draw, but he's uh, Tom Trebojevic. Um, he could go 100-plus against any team, I think. And, yeah, he looks a bit underdone, but I think Manly are probably going to hit some f- decent form. They'll they'll be right off for both those games, I think, with Cherry Evans steering them around. Uh, big Ola there. I think Manly are a good shout, um, and that's why I'm pretty keen on Garrick, uh, Turbo, and Burbo. They're my three next trade-ins, I assume. Hmm.
0: Just quickly, Desi, yeah, poor old Jakey before he said... Mate, any Trovovich will be in my side. Oh, <laughs> I held
1: Jake, you know. Jake the whole year in 2019. I, so, you know, I, I had him there. So, there you I, go. I've earned Jakey in the past, <laughs> probably more than both those two boys.
2: Beautiful. <laughs> so, Spy, you may not have looked into it too much, but looking at next week, um, provided you're at this stage selling Pappy. Who are, you, who are you looking at? Because Scott Drinkwater, there's just there's a negative to every um, genuine fullback option. Teddy has that brutal run. Then we'll miss through Origin. Drinky, you know, break even 30. And then after this week, he has two really difficult matchups. It's something like uh, Melbourne and Penrith or something ridiculous. Um, you know, Ponga, I think, has one score over 50 this season that was like 130 or something, but doesn't play that week. Uh, yeah, Melbourne up, Drinky and the Cowboys. Melbourne and then Penneth before round 13. Uh, as you said, there's not a lot of great, there's not a lot of standout options, are there?
0: Not at all. Um, maybe it's something where I bring Drinky in for the buy in round 13. Mm. Um, he's then got a pre- reasonably good run up in, up into the rest of the year, actually, he's playing very good footy. My boy Scotty drinks. How good is he to watch just quietly? Oh. Get around him. He's just brilliant. Uh, good to see him excelling up at the Cowboys there. But like you said, there's just not, there's no real standout options. So it's like to sell someone worth Pappy's value, you want to get some value back. Unless it's going to be Tommy. I'm just I was not going to say it. no
1: standout options. <laughs> Averaged 140 last year. No standout options.
0: Oh, just check the calendar. It's 2022, Desi.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's madness. <laughs> and, and just to be honest with you. Game, the games are still being played quite similar. There's still lots of points. Like, Hyan scored 185 against mm-hmm. 12 men. Tom Drabojevic can go 200. Too, this hard, week, in, too hard, this hard in week the hard in in the wet, I'll say
0: audaciously. T- t- it's too wet. You know what? If it's dry all week and it doesn't rain as much, I'll get Tommy. Don't you worry about yeah, that, but if it's be boring, a magic then it's got Melbourne, then Origin, he'll barely play, and I can sit there and just do other things while everyone goes, oh, Tommy's not playing, why do yeah. I spend this cash? But, yeah, it's, it's an issue. Interesting... But outside of Tommy, I don't think there's many standout options, so it might be Schuster, but we'll just have to see.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm semi-fortunate. I initially had Turbo until I saw the forecast, because I was thinking he was going to be even semi-jai. He probably puts 200 on the Tigers. Um, despite the tough up and draw, but now with that raid, I'm I'm I think I'm happy to avoid as well. Reluctantly, uh, I'm in a position where I've got Tamari Martin at five eight, Nico Hines. I've got Nico Hines at half that half, Sorry, but I still don't own the mad dog Cam Munster, uh, which has just killed me. But again, you can't have everyone. Uh, so I will be flipping Pappenhausen out, Tamari down to fullback, and going Cam Munster, which. I feel so good about and I feel aside from obviously Tommy Turbo, uh with the halves of Hines clearing Munster, Cody Walker, Teddy at fullback, um, I'm also bringing in IPAP. I feel like I've got just about all the players that can hurt me. So I'm I'm happy with the way things are going. But if you are in the same situation to me and have Tamari at five eight and no Cam Munster, uh, I think that looks a pretty good trade in option. Uh just you can watch Melbourne and breathe easy spy.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um Get Mad Dog in. He's so fun yeah. to watch. Um, just just on what you asked before, two things. Desi, Sunday afternoon, Brookvale. Saturday afternoon, Brookvale, 3 o'clock. Perfect weather versus the Tigers. And Tommy scored 76. Just, uh, just, noting hey. that, just noting that. And just on options for Pappy and at the 5'8 position, Dylan Brown. I've got Munster, but I could pair Munster and Brown and just keep Brown for the season. Magnificent. And find another way to get Pappy back because... Paras run's pretty good, and uh, it's a great second buy number. Uh, Brown's on fire, of course, if he doesn't flip back to the centres, which I don't think he will.
2: Yep, fair enough, mate. Uh, moving on from fullbacks, we kind of touched on this already, but Isaac Tago, these might have updated a little bit since I dropped them down, but Isaac Tago, the third most traded-out player, we've already spoken about it, but I think that's lunacy. You don't, you don't necessarily have to play him in your 17 this week against Melbourne, and I probably won't, but... You know, in the best team in the comp with a locked-in position, he's a tackle buster, that sort of thing. Uh, I think he's a hold to round 13 and then more than likely a sell round 14, but who knows? He could be a keeper. Um, oh, Desi, CSC for Talakai, fifth most traded-out player, which after two weeks of playing some pretty exceptional footy but not quite translating to to supercoach numbers, the Sharkies have a pretty good draw. He's got a break-in of 163 at 766k, Mate, that's madness, isn't
1: it? Oh, to those people, I say, be my guest. You yeah, know, trade him out. He's going to get dual status. Um, he's going to be a keeper. He's sim- it's as simple as that. You've got to identify the keeper early, and just hold them. Uh, it's it's that simple. But Telekai's is just looking so dangerous. Oh, um, <laughs> he'll score eventually. I uh, ruined my anytime try score about this week, so a bit salty on that, but. Yeah, I, I think Lunacy to trade him out. I don't care if he's going to lose 200K. Still keeping him.
2: Yeah, I mean, two weeks ago, he was shut down by Stags in a defensive masterclass. Last week, you know, Cronulla were down to 11 men at some stage and 12 men for nearly the entire game. He would have scored about four if they had a full team on deck. Uh, and then, as we said, Spy he round 12 is going to get dual CT dubs second row forward. And it becomes even more important because people getting Benny Chaboyevich along with Isaac Tago, you've all of a sudden got these dual CT dubs second row forwards. Uh, That's just going to be bliss being able to chop and change them blokes.
0: 100%. So that's a real big lesson for mine. Don't get too caught up in break-evens all the time because Talakai's the keeper. He might even play the second buy for you if he's not playing Origin. He could score 150 in the bye week for you. That's like season changing. Um, The Sharks are on fire. He's just just hold on tight to him. If he drops 100K at some stage, cop it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Keep, keep, keep.
2: Desi, Xavier Coates, uh, eighth most traded out. He scored 31 on the weekend. Break-even 47. He's 595K. Game's coming up against Penrith. Cowboys, Manly. Then Melbourne have the bye. Uh, Roosters after the bye. He'll be playing Origin round 17. What do you, How do you see Xavier? Do you see him as a sit-start, um, sort of fourth, fifth CT dub option the entire season, or do you think he can be moved on?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a dangerous question. I would have told you you could move him on uh, about a month ago, but he just went ballistic in mm. some of those games because Melbourne just tell teams, you know, that's what they do, and Melbourne will keep doing that. Um, yeah, even even against good teams, he could go big. so
2: Jeez, he can go yeah, low. I,
1: I, I think, yeah, he can go very low as well, so... It depends if you want a Zach Lomax there instead, who's going to get between 50 and 60 most weeks, or you want Coates there getting 20 or 120. Like, it's, it just depends on what type of supercoach you are.
2: What are your plans with Xavier Coates, Spy?
1: Boys, what about
0: Xavier Coates to Angus Crichton? Back on the left edge, if you're able to flick up someone and get a back rower, you can lock Crichton in for the year. Uh, Origin's obviously a concern, but it's not all about buy planning You still want to get the best players at value. Um, And then there's no reason you can't target Coates again for the back end of the year once Melbourne's all back together and firing post-Origin. But I think he's not a bad sell at the moment. I don't mind if you want to hold him and just keep him for the year, but there's some value to be had. You can make 70K or 80K getting Crichton in. Unbelievable.
1: Mm.
2: Desi, I'm still a little hesitant on, on Angus Crichton. There's... A lot of talk about his future at the Roosters and what's happening there. He could easily be moved on. I don't believe he's signed even for next season. We've already seen him play 36, 35, 52 minutes from rounds three to five, even when playing 80 minutes. He hasn't scored that well. He got 80 against the Dogs a couple of weeks back. But, you know, with Origin looming, I think there's every chance he has games off the bench. You know, like he's up to 530K now. You know, if he keeps playing 80, he's a value proposition. But I'm just not sold, mate. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I'm not entirely sold myself, but, um, yeah, I chucked him in as a pod the other week, so Mm. I've got to live by those words. I think you could easily trade him in and get away with it, you know, but you might not get away with it. Is it, is it really a risk you're willing to take? I mean, we said the Roosters aren't that good. Mm. Um, Spy was putting a big, uh, cross through them, and now he's saying Angus is good, but yeah, Angus is like about the only dude in, in the Roosters team besides Teddy, who's just an out and out gun. But, yeah, 520k, awkward price.
0: And the thing about, about Crichton is he's, his base can be like 60 to 65 on that left edge back row, so you're not relying on points being scored as such. But if he does cross over, he can get up to a ton. So when we talk about like bad runs and that, you need to think about attacking players, outside backs, halves, fullbacks that might struggle, particularly centers and wingers. Whereas forwards with good bases like IPAP, for example, doesn't really matter if it's raining, does it? IPAP's going to do his work mm. and do his damage. So that's something to consider as well.
2: Spike, Tony Stark, six most traded out, uh, probably not too dissimilar to Xavier Coach in that he can be hot and cold He's so hard to get a gauge on because he's not like Coach where you can go, all right, Storm playing bad team, they'll put 60 on, play. Uh, Storm playing Penrith, you know, could be a low scorer, sit. Uh, Stags punches out big numbers against the guns and then just takes a seat against the rubbish sides. Uh, is he a season-long keeper for you or not?
0: Mate, this is my question of the week outside of Benny Chirovich. I could go Stags to Benny, Um He's so frustrating because when I say he's frustrating, he's not frustrating. The service he gets, Brisbane are doing well to their credit, but Reynolds plays quite deep into the line. Um, Tessie, it's not Tessie New, Tamari Martin apparently doesn't like Stags very much. He either runs it or cuts him out. So he's just not getting those early shifts. He did it about two weeks ago, and he went bananas. They was just giving him a good early ball, then they went away from it. So you don't know week to week what the game plan is going to be for the, the Broncos, and it makes it so hard to own him, and it's so frustrating to watch. Whoa. It's almost better for my mental health just to sell him. Um, but then he could be a handy second buy number. If combinations improve, he might start getting better ball. You just think he has to at some point, but it still hasn't really developed. Um, so I'll get your boy's thoughts, but... I can either hold, just keep him for the season and play him when I feel like it, which would be Court mostly or dry afternoon matches because it's easier to get him that quick service. Um, or I can sell him and just move him on. Uh, I'm probably leaning towards moving him on at this point uh, for the right guy. Mm.
2: Uh, Desi's not known. I am an owner. As it stands, he's a very reluctant hold. But, I mean, he started the season with four scores under 38. Then he went 108, 102, 37, 82. They were against the Roosters, Panthers, Dogs, and Sharks, and then 14 against the Bunnies. So very reluctant oh. hold for me, but gee whiz, yeah, he's a tough one to uh, to navigate there. Desi, as mentioned before, sit-start decisions this week, I'm finding very tough, particularly with, you know, uh, CT Dubs. Most of the guys like Xavier Coates, Joseph Sualis, a few of these guys, Talia Mays, uh, uh, what's-his-face, Isaac Tago, very tough matchups. You throw in the rain, all of a sudden, I'm very hesitant to play these sort of blokes. Um, you run us through your sit-start decisions this week and, and your options at this stage.
1: All right. Well, I've got Tua Lungy, probably. I think he's always just a, a sit now. Tom Starling as well, um, probably. I think you boys would have to agree, probably a sit as well this week.
2: I'd would play Tommy Starling this week. He'll get his. You think his, so? Well, because against Cronulla, he's playing Sunday, which is meant to be the joist of the days. Granted, the track's meant to be a bog. He'll play sixty minutes. He has attacking upside, and it just because of all those blokes I just mentioned. Your Tagos, coaches, these blokes who, in that Storm Panthers game in the bog with their defence, that game could be like six four. Um, I'd happily play Starlo and bank forty points with an upside of eighty to 100. hundred.
1: All right, well, I'll take that one (laughs) under consideration. (laughs) Yeah, I was really leaning towards sitting him. But yeah, I think Max King, probably a sit as well. Um, Benny Turbo, if you do bring him in, probably a sit. Um, Just depends what happens that game. I think I'm going to play Tego and Taylor May um, because I I think that sitting them, I mean, it's an antipod move, I think. So Mm. I think a fair few people will sit them. So that's why I'm going to hold them and play them. Um, I'm not too concerned about that matchup. I think they're, they're kind of ball runners who are it around in the wet. They might be slippery um, slippery up the rock, sort of Brian Toyo type runners. Um, Tuipolotu, Lomax, Suwali, probably all going to play them. And I'll be sitting, Kula, and hmm. who I, I think Penasini's been rock solid, but um, yeah, I think this, this week's just a, a tough matchup against the Roosters. Yeah,
2: like it, mate. Spy, what are your ones?
0: And I might I'm cons- I definitely won't play Xavier Coates um, against Penrith in potentially tricky conditions. He's a sit. Taigo, I'm unsure at the moment, but I'll probably try and sit him if possible. He'd probably punch you at a solid 30 odd with some upside, but I just think, as you said, potential defensive battle in the wet. Someone like Max King comes into play if you want to potentially lock in just a solid 50 in a tricky weekend. Mm. Uh, it's a little bit an upside boring, but it's just maybe a bit of a rare weekend where given the the conditions and possible flooding, to be honest, like it's it's pretty full on, maybe here's a play. Um, too longy, I could never play again. He's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Even him scored last week. And it was, I'm sure it wasn't forward. Give me your opinions on Twitter, please. He, but he straight I, I looked up, right he straight up looks
1: dangerous though, doesn't he? Like he, when he actually did score that disallowed strike, he le- he put on some serious pace and stuff.
0: The yeah, um, so. Tigers play out the back so often. They go hard to the line, then they hit, hit deep out the back. So, again, it's not necessarily his fault. He just doesn't get ball. Um, Valera, I will never play in my life. I'll try to <laughs> to him. <laughs> Pappy, I'm holding. So, I'm actually a little bit short, which is where my trades are going, going to come in crucially. I'll bring in IPAP for sure. Cannot wait to do that. Um, but I'm I'm gonna sort of just sit over the weekend, wait on the weather and have a look at things, but try to avoid Penrith Melbourne match as much as possible mm. uh and then go from there.
1: Nice. No, just, just like, quickly, yep. quickly going back to Pennasini, I said I was gonna sit him. Uh tough tough match up against the Roosters, but he's gonna be running at like Sammy Walker. Are you boys thinking of playing Pennasini or I'm definitely playing
0: Panasini. We- Not even thinking twice, mate. Sunday yeah. other
1: uh, I, don't know. I, 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 I just know think that, Suwali man. and Tua Palladu have the upside that Panasini probably doesn't have.
0: Yeah, if I own Tua Palladu, I'll definitely play him. Um, he's a good worker. Loves his offload as well. Very handy. If I own Suwali or Panasini, take your punt, I would play Panasini, but that's just me.
2: Mm, I sold Panasini a while back, but just the fact that he gets the 4 o'clock Sunday game, which, yeah, looks to be possibly the best conditions of the weekend at this stage, uh, yeah, probably play. My side... Sitting, Max King, for Fida. at this stage, Tago Tuolangi, Coates, Suwali, Valey, and Martin, and I will be playing. 17's looking pretty good at the moment. I'm pretty happy that I'm, I'm playing cooler in my CT dub, along with Staggs, Campbell Graham, and Talian May. Uh, Jai Arrow, who I initially had as a sit, now that he's moved to lock and Cam Murray's out, hoping just to bank some decent points from him this week. Uh, And Chris Randall, who I haven't played in so long, playing 80 minutes for the night and just one who, you know, while he's playing those big minutes on a wet-weather weekend, if he can plug and get me 50-odd, I'll probably be pretty happy, Uh, which all of this goes against all of our norms of of chasing the high-upside guys, but it could just be one of those weekends. Fellas, top sport. Uh, Bit of a pat on the back to ourselves last week. The punting plays of a Friday afternoon went Ballistic. Nailed a $41 anytime tri-scorer multi, which was fantastic. So hopefully a few, few people jumped on that. Our exclusive SC Playbook Market on Top Sport of Garrick to score 16 plus points at 7 bucks. Nailed that one. Uh, almost made it a trifecta. Our third anytime try scorer bet nailed two out of three. Uh, and Talakai missed out for us. It would have been another $7 one, but uh, the old conditions there didn't help. Return on investment for the season now at 324%. Uh, As I said, the players come out of a Friday afternoon on our socials, so if you are keen to follow us along, check them out there. If you're linking up with Top Sport, use the promo code SC Playbook. 18 plus only, and gamble responsibly. Fellas, we've touched on them a little bit, but Desi, around 10 trades and skippers.
1: Uh, Yeah, boys, definitely... Probably, uh, well, definitely going to definitely, in Turbo probably, Turbo. <laughs> definitely, definitely, probably locking in Burbo and Turbo. Um, will be for Pappenhausen. And I'm thinking of trading Brody Jones, I just don't think he's going to be back anytime soon. So, VC Turbo into C Hines currently,
2: so, yeah, nice, mate. And, um, Brody Jones, Tyson Frizzell, still sick. There's some serious flu going around, which I'm terrified of getting. No, not COVID. Apparently, there's another one flicking around. And all these players getting ruled out due to illness, they're not just missing one week. Like, they're getting wrecked by it. So, uh, Frizzell out again this week, uh, this far out from the game. I'd see Ed Jones, Mitch Barnett back in there, and there's a few other back-rollers due back. They, they're getting there the nights, uh numbers-wise. So, looks a sell. Spy. what are you doing? Uh,
0: VC and C. I'm just... Captain Hines this weekend. I don't really care about my VC because I won't be doing it unless it's a miracle, but I'll throw it on Harry Grant probably or one of those guys. Um, Trade-wise, I keep having different thoughts because I had a little look last night as part of this prep and had a few ideas, but that's already been thrown out the window a little bit. So I might even look at doing something like Xavier Coates to Papalihi. I think that's good. I can also shift um, Targo to, to the centres, back to the centres where nice. he belongs, which is pretty handy. So <laughs> I'm a little bit short there with Tass not being named. And that gives me 250K to do whatever I want with. So I'm just going to hold that. Hold that and we'll, we'll decide by the weekend what I'm going to do.
2: If, if nice, anything, mate. I could
0: hold I, I might do nothing, but we'll just see. We'll yep. see.
2: Uh, if you're an SC Playbook subscriber, the spy will be dropping his trades in the contributor-only group. Uh, this week, Thursday afternoon, as I do each and every week. So happy days there. Uh, myself, Pappy and Fafida out. Munster and Papa Lee in. Happy days there. 130K in the bank. Skipper, Nico. Uh, I actually, my whole 25-man squad's playing, which is a pretty notorious plan of mine to do that. But I actually don't have an option to loop at the moment. So barring an out of some some stage later in the week, which is likely enough, Fellas, a few questions from social, and then we will wrap things up. Uh, And a good one here, because a bloke we haven't really considered, Desi, from Joshua Duff. Considering going Pappy to Dylan Edwards so I have buy cover at fullback, but also Talakai out and Hines into halfback via Jules. It's a long question. He then goes into Sammy Walker and all sorts of stuff. Let's talk about Dylan Edwards, Des. Do you like Pappy to Dylan Edwards?
1: Not the biggest fan of it. Um, Just don't think. Dylan Edwards is right on that pedigree um, you know that top tier caliber of fullback that we know and love um, yeah he's, he's been getting heaps of meters no doubt about it he's been a meter eater uh, but the attacking stats mm-hmm. are just not that viable and he's going to be missing um, Luai and Cleary if you'd ex- expect um, over that period so yeah probably, probably a no-go for me
2: yeah, fair man. Averaging sixty, so ticking along well, but very difficult draw. Uh, and then we know Penrith will lose a stack of players come Origin. Spy, don't not sure if you're still an owner. I don't think you are. But SC Jank says AJ a hold this week versus Warriors. South ordinary. <coughs> His fourteen points. Killed my head to head along with the next guy. Uh, and then he goes in to say Tupanua's got to go. Right, that benching was unexpected. And there was a few questions on Tupanua. So two guys who have pretty good super coach credentials, uh, who have issues around them, but are both playing round thirteen, AJ and Tupinua Spy, would you hold or sell? Man, AJ
0: is tricky. I bought him, and then when the actually I bought him the game, Latrell got hurt, and then I sold him a week or two later because I was like, I don't want him without Latrell. It doesn't look right. He doesn't look that good, but yes, he's playing the Warriors. So depending on your cast situation, his break even's one fifteen, so he could potentially lose another. 40 to 70k if that hurts you you might need to sell him now but there's every chance he could go well i'd look at possibly selling given the weather uh if it's going to be wet when they're playing it might be tough to hold aj Warriors are due for a bounce back, but do they been poor? Um, but I just don't think South's going that well. Might be time to move him on before he bleeds all his cash. Um, and you mentioned Tupanua starting again, isn't he? Because Nat Butcher got the got the nod last starting week. Starting um,
2: again, and according to teams, yeah. But
0: that could obviously change, so keep an eye out. If he's starting Tupanua, is good. Simple as that. If he's not, then he's yeah. No good.
2: And Crichton's Crichton's likely to be missing round 13. So, you know, at very least he should play 80 minutes for that one. Um, Where are we up to now? Um, Oh, and just on AJ, put it this way. The rain's concerning and and the bunnies' form's concerning, but the Sharkies were getting three-man overlaps against the Warriors and they had 11 blokes on the field. So on that alone, like I know the Warriors can bounce back, but... I'm holding AJ. I'm sorry, I don't own AJ, but I'd hold him for one more week and then reassess. Um, Chazard Desi, has anyone looked at Josh Jackson for the buy period?
1: No, to be completely honest, I haven't looked at him at all.
2: Yeah. Just uh, there's no ceiling there, is there? Spy, nope. BMAC, Burton slash TPJ. Uh, we've spoken about TPJ. Anyone at all like a crack at Matty Burton? I know he's a bloke you've been keen on in the past, by a, a little round 13 option.
0: Made at that price, absolutely. Um, problem is, I'll have Munster. I want to hold Munster. Depends who your backup 5-8 is. But, yeah, just keep an eye on him. What's his break even this week? He's sitting at 30. Might make some cash. I, I'm not against Birdo. He's a good player. He'll keep improving with the dogs. He's running the ball a lot. Uh, but just don't expect miracles because it is the Bulldogs. They're still finding their way and they don't have a lot of points in <laughs> them. So there is some upside with Burton, but it, it might be capped a little bit. I'd maybe prefer elsewhere, but not against him.
2: Desi Ben Grayson asks Adam Elliot: Surely gets Jules minus bra- uh, minus what's that say? Surely gets jewels minus break even. Oh yeah, so he's got a negative break even. Um, so adds Elliot. I was on the countdown show with Sankstar on Thursday night and had a chat to him about it, and he said <laughs> it's very subjective the way they go about um, the the Jules. It's it's like if if they're sort of deputising there. Uh, They don't give it to him, And he said that Adam Elliott probably won't get it. This was as of last Thursday. Uh, The Raiders are in the market for a hooker, basically. So I can see very soon. They've still got to find someone, but I can see them very soon signing a hooker to come on and start the games, which would mean Adam goes back to sort of his normal back row role. He could be a good buy, but I do think he he drops minutes as soon as that happens. And there's every chance it happens before round 13. Negative 22 break even, 428k. Um, like people looking to move on Randall. What are your thoughts on ads, Elliot, uh, Desi? Because, I mean, you can certainly make a case for him. He's, he's playing some good footy.
1: Yeah, he's quite dangerous. Um, But I probably would steer clear. I just, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of in agreement with you boys now and the Raiders that they're probably not that good. You, you don't <laughs> yeah. want that many Raiders in your Coach team. I'm happy enough with just Tommy Starling
2: um spy and here's another good one that we might even wrap it up with for this week but you know we're all looking at fullbacks we're, we're not no one's sort of spoken too much of halfback options for obvious reason because there's not a lot of good options but maxi bride hosted a few weeks back for us one of the great men one of our bbl super coach contributors uh any interest in dce over turbo same run less chance of arrest goes big when they win you know, Manly, despite the hard run, they've got Oluquatu back. Schuster should be back this week, if not next, from his one-week layoff. Any love for DCE?
0: Oh, there's always love for DCE. He's an absolute gun. Gee, he's scheming well this year as well. i tell you what, <laughs> Desi would be loving it. Um, I just don't know if I get him right now with the wet this week, then Para Melbourne, Origin, all that stuff. I, I wouldn't be necessarily keen, okay, but maybe he's a run home. Guy Maxie. Grab him after Origin and just ride the coattails of, of Cheza uh, But, yeah, I, I wouldn't get him yet. But it's always an option, simple as that. But for Origin, nah.
2: Who would you be more threatened by? Spy, out out, Manly Way, Hotel Stain, late on a Saturday night, DCE or Desi Creek scheming along the dance floor?
0: Oh, can you imagine the combination they'd be linking up? And <laughs> Desi would be putting on his right foot. <laughs> Cheser would be following. Hey,
1: I think you got the wrong Desi.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, then we'd be out to the boat shed for a few more. It'd be all happening.
2: A scheming Desi. Hey, boys, let's wrap that one out up for today. Great episode, if I don't say so myself. You've been Big Desi, as always.
1: Cheers, boys. Good luck this week.
2: And thanks, Spy, for that uh, immense insight into the buy planning.
0: Yeah, Dibby Best. I'm still a bit sketchy on it, but we'll, we'll improve as we go over the coming weeks. And just quickly, boys, Clint Gutherson. Don't forget about him. Paras oh, yeah. good. He's always handy. So just one to keep an eye on. Oh, it got alerted to me on Twitter today. Now have a look at him as well as an option. But uh, cheers, fellas.
2: Good luck, call, mate. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers.